0: Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Is
1: this chicken what I have or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken by the sea stupid (laughs) what don't make fun of me right now i'm not in the mood you've never had tuna before i've had tuna fish like sandwiches and stuff like this maybe you and i have eaten tuna like this before why is it called chicken by the sea or in the sea chicken of the sea is the brand I mean, it's an iconic moment in not only this show, but television history.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's also the quote that launched a billion dollar career.
1: It did. She is a boss and I will say i go, I will go on record in high school. The only ballet flats I wore were Jessica Simpson and they were the best Flats I've ever owned. I had boots,
0: I had heels. I I had a lot of Jessica Simpson footwear and it was very comfortable. It was in style. It was and it was cheap and affordable. Like they were great. It was a great, great, great product.
1: Kudos. Okay. So let's get let's start from the beginning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TV Watch Repeat, a podcast brought to you by the Dip. We are two TV lovers who are set to revisit some of the most iconic, memorable, and low budget TV pilots (laughs) of all time.
0: Wow. Is that mean? No, no. no. It I was, mean, it, this it, was
1: filmed on a flip phone. It, it was a corner. It,
0: extra- it was very early reality TV. And so it had that sort of vibe to it. Absolutely. Do you think but it- there was a cameraman involved. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not, I'm dead serious, Kate. I'm not even trying to be funny because there was when Nick and Drew were packing up his apartment, his condo, which was so classic, like early 2000s celebrity, um, I was like, I think this is actually being filmed on a Nokia flip phone right now. <laughs> it's like cellular.
0: You know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah. It was like the other Lache,
0: like the third brother <laughs> the third, Lachey who was or capturing the, or the, all the footage or the ugly 98 degrees one. <laughs> the one went because um, I was a big fan of 98 degrees. You were. And I- Always remember the photo shoots that they had with them that would be like in teen magazines and they would be like in the pool and it would be Nick Drew and and uh, is it Jeff? Yeah, Jeff would be in the forefront with their like muscles and everything. And then Justin would be in the back in a (laughs) t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> I just felt for the guy. Justin's I like lathering sunscreen
1: SBF 50.
0: He was absolutely the necessary baritone. Like they needed him to complete right. that that acapella, you know, element that they tried to do but in the in the teen peoples and the YMs and, you know, the tiger beats and everything. Tiger it just, beats. It was it was very unfortunate and I cannot imagine being it's like when you are in dance class, and you are not the best dancer, and then you're always put in the back, right? And you're like, let's just hide you as much as possible. (sighs) Tragic. The
1: Michelle Williams effect,
0: if you will. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Hello, guys. I'm Allison. I'm joined by the DIP co-founder and CEO, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi. And today we are talking about the 2003 pilot of Newlyweds, Colin, Nick and Jessica. And what a Like what an opportunity to revisit! I mean, we have revisited some really incredible reality TV on this podcast, and this one runs a tight twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. I could only find it on YouTube. Yep, YouTube.
0: (laughs) I watched it too. Just
1: put "newlyweds pilot." It'll be right there. And uh, (laughs) and before we dive in uh, to the episode itself, we want to just shout out some sources that we'll reference throughout the episode.
0: Yeah. So I have uh, Nick. Lachey and Jessica Simpson on Being Married with Cameras from EW in 2004, written by friend Ooh. of the pod, Jennifer Armstrong. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Nick and Jessica Inside the Split from 2005 by People and from The Ringer in 2020, How Newlywoods Forecasted the Future of Reality TV.
1: And that's a great, like, way to kind of start this off is it really did tap into something that, I mean, I I guess like at this point, 2003, I was only 11. I wasn't really watching newlyweds, but I was, Mm -hmm. uh, I was aware of it. Um, Were there shows that were similar to this, that, I mean, this is setting the pave the, the groundwork for shows like Kardashians and all of the shows that we love and, and, are obsessed with on reality TV nowadays. I don't know if there's anything before that. Yeah.
0: There were, there was, well, so let me, let me start from the absolute beginning. Let's rewind back and let's talk about 1998. When yes. Jessica and Nick met at the Hollywood Christmas Parade, when Jessica was 18 and Nick was 24, and both were still pretty under the radar, he was mm-hmm. in the third most famous 90s boy band, and she was poised to become the fourth most famous blonde pop star in the late 90s. That's, of course, depending on where you place Mandy Moore. Some people would say, yeah, Mandy I was, pretty- some people would say, Jessica, I argue that Mandy Moore is three, Jessica is four. Really? Yes, because mm. of, of course, Mandy Moore's future successes, but also Candy is a absolute A bop. bop. And it's so good. I listened to Jetska it yesterday. did not release any, any good music whatsoever. I'm sorry, Public Affair. That was much later, though. In this early days, like Sweet sure. Kisses was just, besides the frosted lip balm on the cover of that CD, which I loved at the time, that to be faster. Yeah. Uh, at, so the
1: while, time, I mean, at the time. At the time.
0: Not you that would I love would, that now. I wouldn't totally do it today. No, no, not at all. Uh, while Simpson had the looks of a pop star. It was pretty hard to compete with the likes of vocal powerhouses like Christina Aguilera and super performers like Britney Spears. And thus she became known mostly for one thing, her virginity, which was an easy headline for the daughter of a former minister. So her relationship with Nick was in the spotlight far more than her week album sales. And even a 2001 breakup in which Jessica tried to date around, that couldn't keep them apart. They came back together after 9-11 showed them how important they were for one another. So 9-11, we have to thank for newlyweds.
1: I, I didn't, they didn't mention that in the pilot when they said we broke up for five months and then got back together.
0: <laughs> uh, before long, one year later, they were married. And MTV, the people who had a front row seat to their TRL friendly relationship, wanted to see Mm. even more played out on TV. And it didn't hurt that MTV already had the most talked about celebrity driven reality series of the early 2000s the Osbournes. So there was something that oh, was slightly yeah. similar before that. That was a great peep behind the celebrity curtain for those that were sick of like network TV's version of reality, which was basically like Survivor and like, based, competition-based reality. But yeah. while the Osbournes were certainly far from relatable, Nick and Jessica were absolutely 100% relatable. Yes. Yeah. And that's what made them that that's what set up the tone for I think the future of like the Kardashians because right. the Osborne's were people that you were like these, these are kind of a freak show like these people are freak shows whereas Nick and Jessica you're like oh celebrities they're just like us.
1: Yeah and and eating canned tuna <laughs> doing laundry like doing all that laundry, stuff doing
0: laundry packing packing themselves packing the, which that is but that, to me, is the most psychotic thing. I bet he's looking forward to that. It's like, okay, look at the house we live in, and he doesn't want to spend the money on movers. Like, it cannot be that much money. And even if it was like $500, it's $500 well spent. I, oh, absolutely.
1: Is oh. it a therapeutic thing, maybe? It's, it's just a man thing. It's just a... It, it, yeah.
0: That's that, insane. That is absolutely insane. I don't care. Insane.
1: Like it doesn't matter that you're like up and college, Like you hire some movers, guys. Yeah, that's you're keeping movers. it
0: humble. At that point, you're just you're just psychotic. But so, so a wait, produ-
1: are you gonna? We have to talk about like this was relatable who was supposed the show was supposed to be for is well not okay so
0: there was i didn't see this in any source anywhere other than I wikipedia so yeah. i think we take this with a grain of salt but wikipedia claims that newlyweds initially started as a show for lisa marie presley and uh michael, michael jackson. jackson so which that, and i'm again, like how did that evolve out. so in 1994 Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley were on the MTV video movie awards and they kissed on stage and it was this whole moment and everything. And I think that they were always seen as this little bit of like this weird couple, a little bit of a freak show, like what exactly is going on there? And so I'm sure there was some interest there of like, oh, okay, you know, MTV is filming this. What is going on in that relationship? Let's bring them into the fold. But ultimately that didn't happen.
1: But then they landed with like truly the white, like white toast couple of America.
0: Well, so basically the way that that happened was a producer was, you know, out shopping and saw Nick and Jessica on a magazine cover and thought they could be like Lucy and Ricky. And she didn't really know anything about uh, Nick and Jessica or anything, but it felt like that there was something interesting there. So they initially, MTV was thinking about maybe doing a wedding special with them, but ultimately thought that, you know, a series would work better. And Nick and Jessica knew there would only be one way that the show would work. And that was if it was completely 100% real. So they committed to showcase an authentic look into their marriage 10 hours a day, six days a week, even if that include their fights with one another. And of course, that included Jessica Simpson's very quotable dumb blonde moment. And Jessica said, what you're seeing is a little bit exaggerated, but it's still me, you know, it's okay to stick your foot in your mouth, just laugh at yourself with everybody else. I ask everything I don't understand. So sometimes I look dumb. So the question I you know, in that, in that famous moment where, you know, she says, is that, you know, is a chicken or is a fish? And Nick's reaction to her, which kind of, to me was like, okay, this is, this doesn't seem like it's a great marriage situation. Cause like you yeah. think that you would have like a bemused sort of like you know like are you serious like joking but he seemed very much just like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it made me wonder in that moment is nick really irritated with her stupidity or does he realize that she's putting on a show for the cameras and she's kind of like put off by that hmm Because you would think that if she was regularly dropping things like that, that it would become sort of like Jessica, you know, like one of those moments or whatever. Whenever I say something stupid and like my husband doesn't react by looking at me like stone faced. Right. I mean,
1: he looked at her like disgusted, disgusted that she's like such an idiot. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's a great question because I appreciate her openness of asking a lot of questions. Look knowledge is power. And she's just (laughs) trying to acquire as much of it as possible. And if that makes her look silly once in a while, then so be it. Um, I've, I've always taken her just knowing what she's been able to do with her brand as somebody who's a little bit more, uh, aware than I think like we see in this pilot. Right. So it does, that's interesting. You bring up that maybe he felt like she was putting on a, 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 a shtick a little bit, because that wouldn't make sense with what I always felt like she probably leaned into a little bit too much.
0: Right. Exactly. Then he's
1: mad at her for doing that then.
0: But like, despite the fact that that's what made them famous. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome for that chicken by the sea comment. Uh, But this also, obviously, like we just are talking about right now, the show opened them up to criticism and critique of their marriage. And Salon even wrote during their first season, thrillingly enough, Simpson and Lachey don't seem to know each other well at all, despite having dated for three years. The honeymoon seems to be ending as the cameras roll. And there's something absolutely mesmerizing about watching these two stare at each other in shock, wondering who replaced Dream Barbie or Dream Ken with such a crap impatient jerk.
1: <laughs> they do seem like they hate each other in this pilot. Relax. Please. I'm oh, not doing this right now. Don't be mad at me, though. Whatever. Forget She's that. in a rare form today. Yeah. Like you have to pay. She asked me about the I service last night. It's not about a maid service. It's about simple picking up after yourself. Like, you don't need a maid. You need a freaking, you know, personal assistant to follow you around and pick up your trash. I mean, I I haven't seen the whole series, but to your point, like, the honeymoon, first of all, it, it, it does seem like they don't
0: even know each other. Well, they do establish and the fact that they've never lived together. Like, this is their first time living together sure because, because we know that. You know, the whole virginity thing, which, by the way, oh, when God. they showed the footage of the, the, wedding. the wedding, that was just disgusting.
1: You know, I need, me. Jessica can stand up here in this white wedding dress because a long time ago, she committed her purity to God and she stuck with that commitment. I do. Her father marrying them one, two, her father bringing up her virginity and why she can wear a white dress three, her just grinning ear to ear while family friends and Nick are like probably looking on like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) So it's so gross. And I always sort of admired like Ashley Simpson's like total disregard for that storyline for herself. (laughs) Right. She, like she got pregnant, with Pete Wentz before marriage. Like she was just basically like, that really I'm gonna... wasn't
1: a thing for her at all. No, She had
0: the black hair. Like she was basically yeah. like the, you she know... had a lot of layers in her hair.
1: <laughs> I and had a
0: successful music career. Sure
1: did. The um, It is interesting. I do think that like, um, the, like the vision I had of Jessica Simpson at this time was uh, Dukes of hazard, all American, girl. And it is interesting of like how much of that was like truly true to her or so much of it was a brand that they were just creating for her too, that went along with the show. Because like you see, like she is struggling with like their marriage to go back to like, you know, them not knowing each other and the honeymoon phase being over. Like when she's like with her parents in their house, like she really looks like she's like, what did I get myself into? As if like she was a 23 year old who just married a guy that she barely knew. Right. And was like, did I rush this? Right. I mean, it's very real, but it's also kind of shocking to see because it's kind of sad. It's like kind of sad to watch her in this first episode.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we, there are some things that I, I read about the two of them, like they were traveling so much and they really didn't spend right. that much time together because I think the life of a musician is that you're away yeah. all the time. And I, you know, there is a little bit of a puppy love that takes them to the altar. And then, you know, I think with someone like her, who was so, so like attached to the virginity headlines that like, you can only ride that for so long. Sure. Right. It's kind of like those celebrities that said, we're not going to get married until all gay people can get married. And then they get married beforehand. And it's like, well, wait a second, you know, so you can't do the whole like virginity thing. And then you're waiting until you're 35 to get married. And then everyone's going to make their assumptions.
1: I will say there is something like magical, like nostalgic about watching a couple, like a celeb couple that, you know, really doesn't know each other, but is like in the couple because they know it's good for them as like a career move. And, you know, there is like the fun rush of it that I don't feel like we get anymore with celebrities. Well, everybody knows the
0: score. Everybody knows that they have like, that they have to put on an act that reality TV is not reality TV. I think that if this came out today, people would say this was incredibly boring and like not worth watching, but You know, because it was so natural and it did did feel like, you know, who knows whether Jesse was putting an act or not, but like Nick certainly wasn't like he certainly wasn't at all. And what I also find fascinating is that it's clear that Nick was the more famous half of the duo when this happened. And you see that in the fact that like the theme song. Is Nick singing? Like there's it's not Nick and Jessica singing together, it's just Nick. So you don't really ever hear Jessica's music, even though she theoretically is a musician, but she becomes so much larger than life that you know she's not really a a musician, she is a celebrity. So yeah, that's what ends up working. And like the series ended up, you know, obviously being a hit. The first season got 2.7 million viewers per week. And then the chicken of the sea quote just you know, put her up and took off like crazy. A producer who was watching it said about the quote, I remember watching a rough cut and going, she's joking, right? That's got to be a joke she's playing on everyone. And then when I realized it wasn't, I thought it was so genius, so genius. So this also was leading Jessica to suddenly find herself amongst these pop star foursome again, like she was creeping up that list because unlike these other people, she was relatable. She was funny. She was selling products. You know, she got that, she got a deal with chicken by the sea, but she actually was selling music now with the hit, you know, with you, which poked yes. fun at her whole persona on was So she didn't take any of this person personally, and instead, you know, grabbed onto it and like, which is
1: why you have to think she's more in, in on the in, joke. Yes. yes. Yeah
0: absolutely. And then she started to find success with acting. So she vied with for a role at, at, in a big screen adaptation of I Dream of Genie*, which never happened. And then, of course, she did a Dukes and Dukes of Hazard*. And, you know, she said for so long in the stupid teen pop culture, everybody was like, all of your fans have to envision themselves with you and believe that they can be the one. Everybody from my record label to my father as my manager was like, don't get married. But when I got married, my career began. And then as our friend Jennifer Aniston wrote in her cover story 2004, she said most important Jennifer who did I say Jennifer Aniston sure did (laughs) I like you know what that is that that's because I like to think of Jennifer Aniston as my good friend and
1: it's so naturally and I was like did I miss something
0: (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, look, Jennifer Anderson and I will be friends one day, but uh, but you're manifesting. Jennifer Armstrong is actually a friend of mine. Uh, As she wrote back in her cover story, she said, most importantly for Simpson Lachey, the series has given them a sustained stay in the spotlight, something they had yet to achieve through their musical talents. So this really was a way for them to actually finally get famous, even though it seemed like it was begrudgingly on the side of Nick.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is interesting when, you know, you are number four, let's just say number three for the sake of keeping them equals. He he's in a number three boy band group. She's number three behind Brittany and Christina. You're never going to crack that upper barrier. So you just have to find another means to get into the the conversation and the zeitgeist. And they did. Yeah. I mean, it, they were like the couple to watch. And then I love that she then soared above him. She's and he's hosting him. Love is Blind. He's Nick Cliche, yeah. obviously.
0: <laughs> because he also tried a solo effort during the yeah. Newlywoods era. It didn't quite do too well during that time. And then I loved in some interviews that he did, he said he wanted to appear in films like Pulp Fiction, but he never quite oh. found his acting footing. So instead he was relegated to One Tree Hill and a few other and the sing-off host, but that was that was long after. But uh perhaps and it was sing-off host. <laughs> But it's possible that it was her star status and Nick's lack of one that made it inevitable that the show would spawn these breakup rumors of like, you know, what what can they actually, where can they go together? And even Justin Timberlake reportedly made fun of Jessica's body language towards Nick when they were at an event together. And EW reported, the irony is that lately, reality TV's most lovable duo has spent less time being newlyweds than being newlyweds as much as the public enjoys simpson and Lachey together right now the pair are often apart so mm-hmm. then we had in 2005 after three seasons they broke up and for as open as they were about the relationship during the show, they were decidedly quiet about the reason why they broke up. But sources around the couple were much, much, much louder. So yeah. those on Jessica's side said that she was sick of his hard partying ways and sources around Nick claimed that he was completely blindsided by the divorce. And it's not clear what the struggle was. Tabloids even said that Joe Simpson could have possibly been the thing to strain the relationship, but it was clear that the honeymoon was over.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it was it again, like watching this makes you feel like you opened up a people magazine in the grocery store checkout in 2005. And for them to end the show with the breakup,
0: Mm -hmm. it feels
1: full circle. Like I can't imagine it would (laughs) have ended any
0: other way, you know? Right, right. But like Jessica felt like she let people down because she said that people looked at her as like the trophy couple, the trophy wife. And like, Mm. even though she didn't know how to really be that, I know I'm not sure we really look at that. I don't know if we did, but I get, (laughs) it's nice that she thought that. But then we also saw afterwards what Nick did is he he pulled a Justin Timberlake and he got a little boost in his music career by releasing What's Left of Me, which was about their breakup and was largely like deeming him as the innocent party in the breakup. So there was a lot of sympathy that was brought towards Nick. Um, Mm. But like ultimately, you know, like he was fine, obviously, you know, he cast Vanessa Manillo uh for his what's left of me video and of course sparks flew they started dating they had a lit like a light scandal around them when there were photos of them in the hot tub having sex I don't know if you remember that uh and then they got you don't oh my god it was this whole moment I yeah, love early was- two
1: thousand like five tabloid oh my god what a time
0: yeah yeah what it, a time they tried to get them like you know removed from everywhere because it was it was quite scandalous uh did they uh, I uh, know you can still find them, oh, okay. but it's not easy. But you now still they're still them. together. They're still, they still love that. Yeah, they got married. are hosting Love Is Blind together. <laughs> but Nick said in 2013 that he hasn't spoken to Jessica in six years.
1: Oh wow, 2013. And
0: then oh, so I mean, he hasn't spoken to her since they split.
1: Yeah. Like in in that time
0: period. And then as for Jessica, she obviously remained a tabloid staple. Thanks to relationships with John Mayer and Tony Romo that today show photo and rumors surrounding her and bam, of course, uh, she also married football player, Eric Johnson and had three kids. And also in 2006, she launched her $1 billion clothing line, which she sold, uh, her majority stake in in 2017 for 170 million. Wow. So she's done pretty well for herself she also like,
1: she just became such a, like you said, like a tabloid fixture of everything that came, like for some reason. And again, like what was she really, I'm not trying to be shady, but like, I mean, she had her, her fashion, her apparel, her clothing line, her shoe line, but like Dukes of hazard is, I think all I've seen her in my point being is, um, is that like she she has maintained her spot in the, like uh the eyes of like the public and via tabloids and through magazines and stuff for so long and it's because of this show it's not because she was doing more and more that we were so interested in like we were not interested in her because she came out with a ballet flat with a square toe right. and so they're putting her in magazines it's because of what she built on um, newlyweds, Colin Nick and Jessica, that we cared about her and we continued to care about her, which I think just is incredible. I mean, th- this is all to say that she built up a persona on newlyweds that people cared enough about to want to follow through life, whether they actually yeah. even knew what she was doing or not. And for that, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Like, whether she came off as a dumb blonde or not, like she, she became rich from it. So, yeah, I mean she she was the winner.
0: <laughs> she is like the ultimate like professional celebrity, right? And she's different right. than your your current day professional celebrities because she you know, she did have that relatability factor. When you when you watch this this premiere, like they are dressed down. And they're not dressed down <gasps> in a way that like even the summer house people in the morning are dressed down, no. right? Like no. they are like she was wearing just your like basically throw on whatever is in your room, no regard for how it actually looks. Like I'm pretty sure he was wearing basketball shorts almost the yes, entire time. he had a cut
1: off, a cutoff basketball <laughs> tee. And I think every scene, maybe even his wedding scene.
0: <laughs> but like, they weren't really styling themselves. And, and I, and this is what I, I know we always talk about this when we do like early 2000s TV. Cause I really miss this era where I feel like, I know People really did not feel like they had to look like a certain someone and they were just more true to themselves that, you know, in that regard. But and I think that's what's made her somebody that we root for because we did fall in love with her in this era and then, you know, carried that throughout like all of her trials and tribulations of which she had many, you know, she was oh, yeah. like, you know, used like crazy by John Mayer, like all that stuff in her book about Ridiculed John by Mayer. Yeah. Ridiculed by the press. Yeah, like, yeah, I will the never press.
1: forget the high-waisted jeans. Oh yeah. Debauch- that's what, I mean, She was a size four cool.
0: and everybody was yes. like going after that. I was actually on a, uh, on a thread the other day. I don't remember if it was on TikTok or Reddit, but it was referencing that moment. And so many commenters were like, oh, I remember thinking back in that time, like, oh my God, she's gotten so fat. And looking yes. at that now, I'm like, that is complete. That is a small woman. <laughs> like it, yeah. we were brainwashed in that era to really, and she was the focal point for it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, you know, she went through a lot and I, I think she's come out the other side. She's sober now. Like she had a few difficult years in the late 2010s around that, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's, uh, you know, she's doing okay. I, I got to say something that really surprised me. Cause we talked about this a little last week. You know, I was very much like 98 Degrees with my boy band. I had a big giant crush on Nick Lachey when I was 13. Nick. And, oh, and so you wouldn't watch this. So I didn't watch this. I actively avoided Newlyweds at the time, but I'm glad me, I did. Because, I'm not watching it, <laughs> but I'm glad I avoided it because I got to say Nick does not come off well, like he does not he come off as like somebody you want to hang out with, mm-hmm. um, you know, like his whole, oh my God, when he was, when he's moving in and he has his, his stuff, and he's carrying it up the stairs. And I think Jessica did something that pissed him off. And he said, in, it's in these moments that I'm glad I don't have a gun. Cause I would shoot myself. And I'm like, you brought this on yourself, Nick, because you didn't hire movers again, like just hire movers. Hire movers. I can't imagine being with a man who has so much money and doesn't hire movers.
1: So weird. It was so weird. His apartment, his condo. First of all, I was so embarrassed when he's like, I finally leased my condo. Cause I was like, what a normal thing to say. Like you're a Nick Lachey. Like you should be able to have two properties. I'm sorry. Like be a, be a real celebrity and have too many properties that you're paying mortgages on. Um, but when he, I, his condo looked exactly like that, uh, that Kim Kardashian lived in, in the early days of Kardashian, of keeping up with the Kardashians too. And, you know, it's just like the dark wood, counter to- or the dark wood cabinets with like the dark, dark granite countertops. It just was such a moment. And it just brought, it made me so happy, honestly. Like I love, uh, this era of, of reality television and like inside celebrities lives that all the houses I mean- looked like sepia, they all looked like sepia toned houses. Everything was kind of a little yellow, Everything's a little yellow. <laughs> just like, you're like, have I just not drank enough water today? And that's why everything's a little tinted. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Kate, okay, well then I'm curious. I mean, do you have fun facts you want to go through? Um, I do have just a
0: few fun facts. Yeah. They're not like, and, and one of them is like, not that it's not, yeah, that, not fun that fun of fact, but like, I mean, I just have to reference the fact that like Joe Simpson talked about his daughter's breasts in a very Trumpian way. And that was very upsetting. Uh, but that's not even a fun fact. That's just something to mention, just but, uh, Jessica also auditioned for the Mickey mouse club and didn't get in. I learned that about her. I didn't know that. Oh, so again, she was sort of at that so bottom of the list reject. was Mandy. Mandy was not in it either, but I don't know that she tried out. I think she might've been a little Dad, younger. To
1: imagine being in the Mouseketeers. That's what they were called. Right. Mm-hmm. And not being one of the successful ones mm-hmm. like yeah, coming up in that swallow. class and being like i was with ryan gosling i was with britney i was with jet i was with them all christina and then i'm oh but i'm todd i'm <laughs> i'm todd i'm in the back with the t-shirt on in the pool <laughs> and they all became enormous celebrities and i'm just doing community theater i'm opening yeah. up
0: cabaret a i'm the life. MC. <laughs> That's a very rough life.
1: I mean, I'm mad. there's definitely people who are who fall into that category. So, you know, who knows? She might, it might have been too many cooks in the kitchen if she had gotten in,
0: you know? Yeah. Although like her, I got I mean, her I her music her is music. so terrible. It's, it's so bad. It's so terrible. And she just never learned vocal control for some reason. She just never yeah, learned it. She didn't.
1: And I mean, this is if you haven't listened to our American Idol like we Kate knows what she's talking about. I do.
0: (laughs) I have, I have like 15 seasons of training of American Idol. So, um, Uh, oh, also, uh, the last thing is that the actor who played Reese on Malcolm in the Middle bought their house after they got divorced. Oh,
1: see, that's that sitcom money. Oh yeah. That, the residual Mm -mm -mm. Mm
0: -mm. get me some of that.
1: Good for them. Uh, okay. So I mean, Kate, you didn't watch this when it was on because again, if it wasn't going to be you eating, um, tuna canned tuna on a white couch next to, but not even next to like a comfortable distance away from Nick Lachey, you weren't going to, you weren't going to have it. So now that you have seen it, was this better than the OC? You know what? And we got our line. We got our line.
0: It's, yeah, it's really hard because it does launch something that becomes so huge in pop culture. It's a very arguably t- bigger than welcome to the OC bitch. Yeah. And it's a tight 20 minutes, which I love. I love hard something that's to- just like a short little bit of fun. It might've you know? even been
1: 19 minutes. Like it ended so quick. And then the best part is I was watching it on my TV, just picked right up into uh, like a music video montage for Jessica where like it was somebody made it on their, like iMovie, And I was like, that's the perk of watching a show that is only found on YouTube. Right. That's true. Yeah. You can have never ending content, Nick and Jessica's best moments. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like two width. things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. It's just them smiling at their wedding and then
0: that's it. Um, I, you know what, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say that it's better than the O.C. I I can't believe that because it's really not that good at all. (laughs) It's incredibly boring, but I think in in the pantheon of, of what it, what it stands for and what it leads to, I think it deserves respect.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It deserves respect. A hundred percent. I don't think I would say it's better than the O.C., but it goes down really nice
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and,
1: it's fun. I mean, it's, it is like I said, if you were my mom and dad, every week we got our People magazine delivered in the mailbox. And if you were one of those kids like me who was obsessed with it and would just, it, you'll love this. You'll love just revisiting it. So we don't have that anymore, but we should probably talk about what we were going to be doing next week. Yes. And we decided to, as Kate put it, lean into the era and revisit TRL, total request live. Were you old enough for TRL? I wasn't.
0: Oh my no, God. I wasn't. Oh my God. This, so the oh my God. TRL. I'm very familiar
1: with it, but it was like just, I was just behind it.
0: It, I mean, it was, it was culture back in yeah. my teenage years. Like this was what it was. So, we're going to have a lot of bad outfits to talk about. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of Carson Daly to chat about. Oh, Carson Daly. I, <laughs> I mean, don't wait. even forget Jesse camp. You probably don't even know. I don't even know who he is. Oh my God. You should look up Jesse camp after this. Cause that's a fun ride. Well, I'm
1: looking forward to it and I'm sure we'll get some more music critique
0: Kate, <laughs> of course, as we deserve. I mean, the and problem is it's this- probably like the first episode of TRL. I have no idea when it came out and it might be just like the most random.
1: Oh, I'm sure it will be, but what a moment in time, what a moment in time, what a moment in time. And guys, I'm I Kate. I don't want you to even answer this, but I would love to know if you ever waited outside the TRL studio. So
0: no, I was, I was stuck in Minnesota, but you bet your bottom dollar I would have. And that could have made me sound older. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> oh, that was
1: really so lame. That was so lame, but I loved it. Keep it in, guys. Oh. If you want more of those beautiful quips, those those <laughs> it's super quick, timely. Quick on our feet. <laughs> feet. Zeitgeist of the moment <sighs> phrases from Kate, from me, from anyone, join us on thedip.com. We have a lot of really cool things coming up. Uh, where you can interact with us. You can talk to us, start conversations with us. We want to talk to you, use the promo code TV, watch, subscribe for 50% off your annual subscription. It'll be worth it. I promise. And until then, until Kate, we get to talk about Kate, say the clip at the beginning of the TRL episode will be Kate saying you bet your bottom dollar. I would have been, I just, I was Um, looking up
0: the origin for it and it's, is it Annie? No, it's, I didn't even think about how it was an Annie. No, it's, it's James, James, uh, James Polk reference <laughs> from 1856.
1: Ooh, so Kate's crossing centuries here <laughs> for that one. Um, but we will definitely revisit the great era of TRL next week. And until then, we're going to leave you with this iconic moment from newlyweds, Colin, Mick, and Jessica. Ah, so many underwear. It's amazing what all you find when you do your laundry. The only thing difficult about doing your laundry, it's fun putting it in and putting all the stuff in it. But then afterwards, you have to fold it. That's what I really don't like. I don't mind taking, you know, tons of clothes and just throwing it in the laundry. It's just what I have to do afterwards that that sucks. (laughs)
0: we, could, we could
1: fly. this is your summer that means six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold coca-cola we're talking thrilling coasters amazing animal attractions and this <sighs> coke is summer refreshment so you can hop on another ride like the all-new sidewinder safari six Flags and coca-cola come make it yours visit sixflags.com coke to save up to twenty dollars off passes or daily tickets starting at 39.99.